This is episode 45, a solo episode with me, Tiffany Hinton. And today we're talking about the close of 2022, our last episode of season one of Cultivating God. Hello, it's Tiffany, and welcome back to Cultivating God's a podcast where we discuss gardening, homesteading, gut health, and following our intuition. I am so excited to be back with you guys. I've had so many insightful moments. I took a few weeks off, if you didn't notice. I'm sure you did. And a lot of important topics and ideas have went through my head as I celebrated Yule and kind of went into like um, hibernation for a little while. Chicago hit a negative 34 with the wind chill. It was um, below freezing on normal temperatures. It was it was quite a few weeks. Uh, and, and I will say today it is a balmy 50 degrees and I celebrate that. It's like everything's melting outside. And I know it's still December and I know there's still snow uh, probably in the forecast, but I am hopeful that we will have no more below zero days until next winter. <laughs> Let's see what happens there. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about the year of 2022. I want to talk about reflection. I'll give you guys some of your own journal prompts that you can do as well. So if you want to grab a journal, pause the podcast now. Or if you're driving, no worries. You can, you know, like come back and listen to it later and um, and do the journal prompts or even like listen to the full episode now and then go home and journal or even just think about what you would say in your head as you're driving. No, no worries there. Or even if you're, you know, you've downloaded this and you're reading or reading it, <laughs> listening to it on the plane. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. If you are on YouTube or Spotify, hello. It's like we're Zoomings, right? Zoomies. Zoomies are what animals get when they run around your house. But Zooming is what people did during the pandemic when you couldn't see anybody in real life. Um, IRL, as my children like to say, they love to speak in uh, letters. It's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we're on video and we're on video on two platforms now and we're looking to actually in our second season start producing and also recording and putting the podcast out on Amazon Music. So exciting things to come there. Now, if you want to head over to the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com forward slash Tiffany Hinton, and you can tune in there as well and watch us. And so, like I said, we're going to talk about 2022, what the year has been, the whole first season of Cultivating Guts. Oh my gosh, it's crazy, right? And this episode I know is going to come out on a non-official Tuesday, on a non-release day, but it will be okay. I want to get it out there so you can start listening and having your own reflections for the year as 2022 comes to a close. Before we get started, if you want to rate and subscribe the podcast, I would really appreciate that one. I would also appreciate it if you would click notify or follow depending on your platform so that way you get notified anytime I drop a new podcast, even if it's off schedule like today. Uh, that The other thing is email your screenshot of your review to tiffany at cultivatingguts.com and we will send you a free gift. Um, we will send you not our four-day hacking your health gut detox plan. Actually, I took that off the website, I believe. I will send you a free garden planning course. So new and behold, we will send you a free garden planning course that you can take. And um, I'm actually making a note of that at the moment if you're listening and you're like, why is she paused talking? Uh, because I want to make sure I note that I said I would send you a free garden planning course if you send me an email of your 
review, a screenshot. All right. With that, guys, I want us to um, remember that you can always find us on Instagram at I am Tiffany Hinton. I love reposting things. And if you share something about the podcast or something about your homestead or your garden or your even your own garden plan this year and you tag me, I will get that reposted for you in our stories. And I'm excited to hear what you think about today's podcast, any reflections you have for 2022 and where you're headed in 2023. With that, here's a short word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Non-Disclosure Apparel. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you have heard my infomercial for non-disclosure apparel. You know it's my everyday go-to bra, and we have some new, fun, and amazing stuff from non-disclosure apparel. Not only are they in the gift guide, so check out our brand new article in November's Natural Awakenings magazine online or in print, and you'll see an article around non-disclosure apparel, and I sat down and interviewed Becky Connolly, the owner. They are also my farming bra, my workout bra, my yoga bra, my clean the house bra, my I just want to sit around and read a book bra. And it's it's just they're comfortable and they hide your nipples and they just fit so perfectly. And so our podcast sponsor today is giving you a free gift of 15% off and the code is Tiffany for 15. Tiffany 15 will get you the 15% off your purchase and you can check out that link below and where to order in our show notes. So thank you, Non-Disclosure Apparel. Welcome back to Cultivating Guts. So like I said in the intro, we are on video. Hello. And yes, I did just scratch my eye. (laughs) It's, um, It's been an interesting few weeks. It's been an amazing 2022. And I want to spend today talking about reflections. Traditionally, and I might still do this, I would send out of end of year email a note of gratitude and uh, reflections for the year and a short little paragraph when we're headed for 2023 or the new year. I will probably still write that, but I thought today I would jump on and just record it, right? Why not? We have the platform. We have the audience. We have the technology. Why not come to you live in person in voice with a face and a video that you could actually like sit down, have a cup of coffee with me. You don't have a coffee again, pause it for just a moment. Go grab yourself a cup of coffee or your favorite hot tea. And let's let's just let's just dive in, right? So yes, my window is open, so you did just hear wind chimes because they hang all the way along the 40 feet of windows. Um the those are magic, by the way. That's probably a little angel, uh, right? When a bell chimes, an angel gets his wings. That's from a wonderful old movie. Um, yet I think it's true. So the year of twenty twenty two was the first season of the podcast, and this is episode forty five. So forty five podcasts coming out. Originally, I thought the podcast would come out every other week. Then there were sections of the podcast that we were putting them out weekly. And then there were, yes, where we went every other week and then things like that. Um, That being said, 45 out of 52 weeks is awesome. So a little bit of gratitude for all you listeners and for the new listeners. And um, so, so grateful for you 
tuning in weekly, tuning in, giving me inspiration, sending me comments on the side, sending me little messages on Instagram about, or even I got a text message from one of the magazine editors and she's like, that episode just hit. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's just, it's, it's encouraging for me. It's encouraging to know that there's people that listen to the podcast. Um, and, and when I hear from them that this hit them or that was very helpful or they loved it or they learned something, it just, it fills my heart, right? It does. It's, it's awesome. So I love that and I'm grateful for all of you that are listening to the podcast. Continue to share it with friends that you think it's relevant for, even if it's only a relevant episode. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast for our second season in 2023, message me. Send me an email, tiffany at cultivatingguts.com. 2022 started out as the year of transformation. Um, some people will say in numerology, it was, you know, the end of a 22, 22 year cycle. Um, I wasn't quite old enough to be the end of a 22 year cycle. I will turn 44 this year. So maybe, maybe it was the beginning of the end of a 22 year cycle. If you think about every 22 years, your life changes. Um, it was definitely for me a, like a seven year cycle, um, for sure, for sure. Seven years, a lot of things, you know, happen in seven years from the the itch when people say, oh, you only stay married seven years to um, you work with certain businesses for seven years or even businesses that only stay in business for seven years. Like there is something there and I don't have my numerology book with me, but it was definitely the end of a seven year cycle. Uh, I also feel like it was a close, like it was a personal, you know, close year and a transformation year. So if we think about moon cycles, I feel like last year at this time, at the end of the year, we were in a rebirth. And and so I was in this like first quarter moon, right? The wanning, the moon was just starting to grow. The energy was just starting to kind of shift and change. So in 2022, we said goodbye to GF Mom Certified. We, we um, said goodbye to publishing books. We said goodbye to our website. We said goodbye to our marketing firm, our PR company, our like so much networking, like all of it. Just like whew, shed it, let it go, right? And maybe for some of you, you're having that this year. Maybe it's the end of the year and there's a lot of things that need to just let go. Uh, there's a, I held a Yule celebration at my house on winter solstice and we did an exercise where we we thought about like everything we didn't want to carry forward into 2023 and I would encourage you at home if you haven't done this to go ahead and do this as well as a journal exercise think about everything that you just don't want to carry forward everything that's hard on your shoulders it's stressful it's overwhelming it's it makes you cry it's just it just makes you I don't know like feel ugh. and just write it down on a sheet of paper on, and then think about everything that you intentionally want to release and write all that down. And there was a lady at the Yule celebration and she's like, I got to tear a piece of paper out of my journal. I was like, sometimes you got to rip that stuff out. And she started laughing <laughs> because you do. It's going to hurt. I get it. But sometimes in order to make the transformation, you got to rip the stuff out. You got to move on. You got to let it go. You got to burn it. And that's what we did. We took that sheet of paper and we threw it. Well, we didn't throw it. We placed it gently into the fireplace. We had a rolling fire. Some of the the um, the women were like, oh, mine went up big flames. And I'm like, this is a good sign. And they were encouraged because 
And then there was a little competitiveness, of course, among all, you know, people who were competitive and whose flames were bigger, who's burning more stuff, who's getting rid of more stuff going into the new year. But that whole mental and emotional and spiritual release and just letting that float up to God, telling him you're, you've learned your lessons, you're done with it, please take it, I'm through, and watching it burn away is ceremonial and at the same time life-changing, okay? Sometimes I do burn ceremonies, fire ceremonies is what they call them, for full moons. Sometimes they do them at new moons. Lately, I've done them for many, many year ends. And sometimes we do them at the fall equinox or another um, year of the wheel celebration. They're important. They're important because emotionally and mentally you're letting stuff go. And so in 2022, like I said, that was my year of letting so much go. I had pages and pages of stuff. And so one of the other exercises, and I did this for 2023, and the, it was a much smaller list, which was so interesting because this has been the year of regrowth, right? The year of transformation. And in 2022, the podcast came out. Cultivating Guts was truly born. Garden workshops. We had webinars online. We built a whole new website using a Podia platform. So Cultivating Guts, the website came out. The new Facebook page, the new Instagram accounts, um, changed the LinkedIn profile. And and like all of this started to come together. And then in February of last year, in a matter of about six hours, I downloaded the Ultimate Greenwich Garden Planner. So if you're on video, I'll show you this. Uh, put it out on Amazon so people could order a printed copy. It's now on our Etsy store and it's on uh, cultivatingguts.com as well. And on the Etsy store and on cultivatingguts.com, there's also a digital version if you want to print it yourself. Because I did print one in Spiral. I loved it in Spiral, but cost-effectively, it's not cost-effective to print them in Spiral. This year, and it's a six-month planner that I designed that was just downloaded from God. It was just given to me. So it has so much information that's like important to know about companion planting and garden themes, but it also has like your wish list for when you're sorting through seed catalogs and graph paper to lay out your garden and plant cultures, which are tips and tricks for planting stuff. And then it's got six months of a monthly planner based on moon cycles. You lay out what you're doing. I've already laid out from January. I inserted a piece of extra paper all the way to June, I think July. Yeah, all the way to July in here and then I'll start filling it in as I start to go forward. Purchase log, planting log. I used that last year. Notes, monographs, and um, so much information, wealth of garden knowledge is packed in here. And we have an online course that teaches you how to use it. Uh, and then, so that came out in February of last year. Along with that, I did a garden dream board where I went through seed catalogs and I cut out pictures of things that uh, spoke to my heart plants, chickens, <laughs> strawberries, uh, pickles, harvest, flowers, uh, so much. And looking at that today, it's it's so how when things speak to your heart and you visualize them and you intentionally put them somewhere and you visualize them, they so come true. We have 11 chickens today. <laughs> We've lost a few along the way. We were 15 at one point. Uh, and there was a echinacea on there and it was like pink in the middle with neon green outside on the petals. I went to a garden store with a friend of mine who reached out, Anita Myers, and 
I found that same echinacea, like randomly. And I was like, all right, I'm getting that one. I knew that was on my board. I got home, I planted it. Um, other things like I have three additional currant bushes. We have now three additional blackberry bushes planted. The compost bin got built. Um, the greenhouse. Oh my goodness. Talk about part of 2022. So greenhouse and chicken coop were huge on my list. Didn't really, I knew I wanted to pay cash for them. I didn't really know how it would happen. I knew that I ideally needed my dad's help because as much as me and Will think we can do everything, we are not necessarily woodworking people. I love to play with wood. (laughs) I'll call it play. Um, I can build simple things. Don't get me wrong. I can build a raised bed, garden bed. Um, We're going to try some this year that have closing lids, like uh, raised bed, greenhouse type beds. I can do all of that. I built my own, um, what do they call it? planting bench, I guess is what they call it. I built that by myself. Um, So there's things that we can do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Am I good with a saw? Am I not scared? Yes. But when it comes to putting up a full building, a lean-to, I knew I needed help. And so in February of last year, I was like, I want a greenhouse. My dad's like, "Mm, I don't know. Mm, mm." And then I did some research. I found some plans on Etsy. I think it's from Pine Cottage. Uh, they're tagged on my Instagram. I bought their their plans. My dad's like, you don't need greenhouse plans. You just got to draw it on paper and we can build it. And so it's kind of like he went from mm, to, yeah, you can do this. And and I, I had the plans. We built the reverse of the plans because theirs is high in the top and short by the door. And I wanted to build mine as a lean-to coming off the garage for a couple of reasons. Our garage is heated. I would have electricity already. We wouldn't have to worry about running new electric or power or any of that. And the garage has windows that I could put to open up to let some of that heat come through into the greenhouse. It also, behind the garage, because 20, 30 years ago, our property had an in-ground pool, there's a concrete pad that was 10 by 14. And I was like, we don't pour concrete. We don't have to get city permits. There's like benefits to building a lean-to on the back of the garage. That's what we did. We moved the door of the greenhouse to the side. It angles off the back of the garage. And um, there's a couple of things I do different on the greenhouse. When it rains really hard, we get a few leaks because we matched the greenhouse uh, polycarbonate roofing up with where the shingles are and just pushed them together a little bit and put a little piece of flashing there. Now, looking back, we probably need additional flashing and some sealant because it leaks when it rains through that little gap. Um, it does have to rain like super hard or sideways for that to happen, but it will leak. Not a big deal. Like greenhouses are made to have water in them, right? You water plants in there. You have water hoses in there. It's not a big deal. Um, added a 50-gallon rain barrel off the gutter of the greenhouse. Will and I did that ourselves. Primarily Will did that. Uh, so that got set up. Then, so that we built on Easter weekend. We were going to build it in March. My dad ended up working in the field sooner than we thought last year because the weather got better faster. So um, Good Friday, the Saturday, not Good Friday, the Friday before Easter, the Saturday, and on Easter morning, we were out there hammering away, building a greenhouse. Um, It's beautiful. And then we had an Easter egg hunt. It was so awesome. Uh, Later on, I painted the greenhouse white because I have this vision of having white farm buildings with black metal roofs and a white garage and um, right now our garage has got yellow siding, so my my 
my vision is there. It's not happened yet. But and then Lily said, I want a rabbit. I think that was in May. And I said, well, if you build a hutch, you can have a rabbit and I'll find you a rabbit. So I started researching for the rabbit. I raised rabbits in high school, if you didn't know that, um, even in junior high. So I knew where to kind of find a rabbit. I knew what breed of rabbit we would want. I wanted one with lop ears and something that would be uh, docile for the kids, right? Like super nice. And so we ended up getting a Holland lop. Lily found her plans for her rabbit hutch on Etsy again. So we downloaded those. We put the order in the Home Depot. The wood was delivered. I love Home Depot delivery because I don't have to put it all in the back of the Jeep. Uh, she came out. She helped cut the wood. She ran the drill. She ran the staple gun. She cut the wire. We built a green hu- or a chicken hutch. Abbott hutch. Chicken hutch. Rabbit hutch. We built all of those, by the way. <laughs> the greenhouse, the chicken, and the rabbit. But we built the rabbit hutch. We drove an hour and a half over to a pedigree um, rabbit breeder and got the rabbit. And then in August, they we had a wild idea to get a second rabbit. So we have two does. We have two female rabbits. Same breed, different colors. One is named Chestnut. It's brown. And that's the name that the breeder had given it. And uh, the other one is named Cinnamon Roll uh, after the white puppy dog in Hello Kitty. And the cinnamon roll is a white rabbit with gray tipped ears and a gray nose. So that happened. So now we have a greenhouse. We have a rabbit hutch. We have more blackberries, more currants, more vegetation everywhere. Um, Chicken coop was ordered in February. They told me it would get here in May. Of course, it didn't because production on chicken coops is a little behind schedule last year. Chickens are all the rage, if you haven't noticed. And they're in our subdivision, you are allowed to have like 100 fowl, no roosters. And we, like I said, we have 11. Um, we ordered from Carolina Coops, did a lot of research on chicken coops, did research on Etsy for chicken coops, looked at a couple different brands, looked at Tractor Supply, looked at other companies that make chicken coops. And then I found... Carolina Coops, because Instagram has a has a way that when they know you're looking for stuff, whether they hear it or they track your history or your, your search history on Google or whatever, and they start putting things on your profile. Well, Carolina Coops popped up. And I saw the story from the owner of Carolina Coops. And I was like, oh my gosh, family owned, guy who had a really hard time, who, you know, was scraping pennies, building coops out of stuff he found in dumpster piles and for himself and turn this around to a amazing business that now helps other homesteaders. I was like, this is it. We're Matt ordering our, our chicken coop from Matt at Carolina Coops. Now we just need to decide. And at first I was going to get a California coop, which is a smaller, very suburban looking chicken coop. And then they also make a Carolina coop, which looks like a barn with a cupola and like a weather vane at the top and it's beautiful and it's got trim. And I was like, mm, too farmy, too farmy for my suburb. My suburb where we live looks like, I still swear, it looks like the Brady Bunch. Yes, they were built in the 1950s and they're all um, split levels or branches and it looks like a Brady Bunch. So we decided to get the American coop. It's kind of a mixture. Our chicken coop we ordered is six by 12 which meant that I needed to level a ground for the chicken coop 
and make sure that we were getting prepared and get like the pebbles and the rocks and all of that stuff. And then we decided, I decided, I should say, to put our coop on cinder blocks instead of again pouring concrete. It also makes it so if we ever decide to move the chicken coop, it's not officially attached to the ground, even though you'd have no idea the way that it's structurally set up and sound. So ordered pavers, leveled pavers. That was two and a half hours in one day. Then they got unleveled. Then I had to re-level pavers. Oh my goodness, those pavers and that. And I got like a big, long level. And then I was using it on corners and I was like, and I was using string and oh my goodness, leveling is... I have gratitude for people that have to go out and level areas to pour concrete. Wow. Or level for pavers for patios. That is that is its own special job. So we got that done. Then we went to Florida. Amazing, amazing trip to Florida. Uh, morning yogas on the sunrise on the beach. Morning kundalini, watching the sunrise on the beach, seeing turtle tracks. Um, uh, spent multiple days at Canaveral National Seashore. Uh, National Park and driving in uh, the Friends convertible up and down that. And it's just amazing. Um, I don't know. So much fun in Florida for two weeks straight. And came home and the chickens and the coop arrived July 7th. And how will I remember that? Because that's my grandmother's birthday. And so the chickens came from the mailman. The coop arrived all on the same day. Exciting, exciting. And so in the month of July, we built the chicken coop. There's lots of videos and there's lots of pictures. And me and Will built most of the chicken coop all by ourselves. My dad and my mom arrived the very last day of us putting up the, the chicken coop and putting the roof on. It was kind of interesting. We had almost all of it done. Later on, we painted the chicken coop white, of course. There's a little bit of touch-up I need to do on that. Um, we put in the predator fence underneath, put the pea gravel over the predator fence, and then put more mulch on top of the pea gravel. Uh, I put in fencing all the way around the potterage this year, painted fence post white. So we have fence posts all the way around the potterage and then built my own little gate and put chicken wire up there. And then I learned from Hasfa, Homestead Hasfa, if you haven't seen her on Instagram. She's also on one of the podcast episodes this past season. Uh, she's a chicken coach. She's also an online coach, but she's a chicken coach. And I learned that I should probably get some avian netting, right, to keep the hawks and the owls and stuff from diving in and snatching a chicken off the ground and flying off with it. So uh, what we need in size, I can order the netting for $25, which is awesome to know that I can get netting big enough for the potterage to cover for $25. Um, put that on the first time with Frankie. And it was so low because both me and Frankie are short that you had to duck your head to walk inside. It didn't have any supports really in the middle uh, and it just kind of wasn't the best. So in the fall, the fall, October, in October, I went to Tractor Supply after watching a few videos about how to build a cattle pain trellis. That was an adventure, <laughs> bringing cattle pains home on the top of the Jeep with them like curved down, tied to the back end, tied to the hood, driving home on the back roads. Um, we get home, we put up two cattle pain trellises down the middle of the garden. I love because it's now like a walking path to go to the run door for the coop. And I have a wooden trellis up and I bought nine foot T post, so metal fence post, nine footers, 
bought myself a brand new sledgehammer in 2022. Uh, and I got caps where the avian netting goes on top. And so we actually have two more nine foot uh, T-posts that we're going to probably drive in in the spring when the ground is not frozen, just to give that netting some more support. Put the new netting up. Now we can all walk in there. You don't have to duck. It's not like shoulder height or waist height. Um, I do need to raise the gate or build a secondary gate because the gate is only three foot tall, just like the rest of the white picket, the little fence post. Um, but that means that the netting comes down and you have to like bend over and walk under and then stand back up. And for some people, we won't say names, it's very hard for them to get to be three feet tall. Um, it, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> so I have eliminated some of the people that can walk in and out to help care for chickens or uh, help with uh, garden chores. So I'm thinking about in my new setup with the nine foot, which it's driven in, so it's only like seven foot tall, fence post, about getting a wooden screen door for the garden gate. Uh, I think that might be kind of fun and painting that white. So we'll figure out if that happens in 2023. What else happened? <gasps> then in August, oh my goodness, this is a longer podcast. So grateful for this. I went out to KLZ's collaboration retreat. So the mastermind, which was going to run for three months. Amazing trip. We climbed Quandry. I climbed my first mountain. Um, spent the weekend with six women. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And Little Witches Moon Gardening Club was born. So talk about the year of transformation again. This is my nature school. This is my garden club for kids. They meet monthly. You guys hear about it all the time because I'm so excited about it. And one of the new things that's going to happen in 2023 is we're going, which we already do already, in our Etsy store, we have the merchandise. So if you can't actually come to a Little Witch's Moon Garden Club due to distance, uh, you could actually order a bag, a Little Witch's Moon Club a reference field guide. You can order their mugs. You can order a backpack that they have. Like it's all out there in the Etsy shop. And um, this year I would like to get some of those classes on video so kids can do the Little Witch's Moon Garden School remotely. They can order their supply pack and they can do it remotely. They don't necessarily get to play with the farm animals. They don't get to play with the other kids or have music. Um, but it would give them the learning that they could build their own garden and they could garden and grow their own food and they can still learn about moon cycles and mother earth and sustainability and biodynamics online. So something to put out there for 2023. Then, uh, I don't know the year when I look back at 2022, the gratitude list is huge. The things that actually transformed are huge right? I mean, if you look at our Instagram and you only scroll back like for the year, it's all plants. It's all gardens. It's all chickens and rabbits and homesteading. And this year you're going to see eggs because the chickens are going to start laying eggs in about two months. Um, we have a, a new photographer. Love, love, love. So if you're in the Chicagoland area or in Milwaukee, look at Megan Holly photography. She's a jewel. She's a doll. She is so easygoing, so spiritually connected, just like I don't know. We just, we just jive and there's no stress about the photo shoots and it's just, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I love the new photographer. Definitely using her in the new year. She's staying with us for sure. Um, 
But yeah, so a year of transformation was 2022. Not only did the backyard transform into what I call a farm, the the business is transformed and rebirthed. And so the Cultivating Guts was born. It's growing. I feel like Cultivating Guts is the umbrella, the entity, and it has many different pieces of it from the Little Witches Moon Garden School to the Etsy store to the homestead to the podcast. I don't know what else will be born there. I do know that in Earth Day, I'm going to host an all-day workshop and retreat for women. So we'll look for that. We'll talk more about that on next week's podcast, the 2023 What's Coming. But go ahead and block your calendars for Earth Day and plan to be in Chicago. Um, yeah. It was, it was a year of magic. It was a year of plant magic, a year of friendship, a year of community, um, of play, of being outdoors. It was a year of growth and rebirth. And so I look at 2023 as the moon is in like the second quarter and it's rising a little bit bigger. It's not quite a full moon. There's still some growth happening. There's still some building happening and there's some new things that I have not yet even known that will come that are coming. And this, this has just been amazing. So if you have your journal, I already gave you a couple of things to journal about, right? I'm going to give you a few more things to think about. Make on a sheet of paper three columns First of all, the first column is everything that's aligned. It could be like for me, it's my garden, it's my home office, it's chickens, it's the blog, not the blog, the podcast. Goodness. Um, everything that's not aligned in the second column. And then in that third column, as you go through the not aligned stuff, what are the things you need to let go? What are the things that you just got to release and like draw an arrow or however you want to do it, move those to the third column. Everything in that third, after you have that done on a new sheet of paper, everything in the third column, put a date on when it is ending for you. Even if it feels a little bit nerve wracking, when is it ending? Put a date, an actual physical date, January 31st, January 2nd, March 1st. When is it ending? Date it now and write down any actions that you have to take to make sure it ends. Do you need to close the website? Do you need to go on Facebook and archive a a Facebook group? Do you need to delete stuff from your cell phone? Do you need to block people? Like, what is it? Do you need to actually physically, in order for it to end, clean the closet and take everything to the curb? (laughs) We actually cleaned out our whole garage last year too. Reorganized it, put in new shelving, new cabinets, and put um, labels on everything. And if it didn't have a label, it went to the curb. That was a fun adventure in itself. Okay, so you're going to do that. Everything that remains in this middle column that is not aligned, that is not being destroyed, let go, or removed, you need to figure out how to transform it. Maybe you have to pray about it. Maybe you got to sit in meditation or in silence. Maybe you need to read a self-help book. But how are you going to transform it? What is it going to look like? What is your date of transformation? Put it down. And then on that very first column, everything that's aligned, how do you want to improve it or enhance it? And maybe it doesn't need improvement or enhancement, but maybe it does. I mean, I just gave you an example of our our garden gate needs improvement. Tell people they can't hunch down or scrunch, can't get in the garden to do work or chores. Um, 
to do that before you start down to start to make any goals or any intentions for 2023. Work on that exercise and see where that leads you. And then and then as an action step, when you get through that, get out your planner or your diary or whatever you use and start to make notes and schedule out the actions that you need to take. Find yourself an accountability buddy. And 2023. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Our last episode of season one of Cultivating Guts, episode 45. Share with me what your favorite part was. Share with me when you're finished with the journaling, if you're brave and courageous, you got some courage in you, uh, take a screenshot of your journal, post it in your Instagram stories, tag Cultivating Guts, and I'll get that reshared. Ask me any questions. I'm here for you, and I'm excited to see your benefits and your own transformation to come in 2023. Satnam, love you guys. So if you love this episode, share it with your friends. Send it to anyone who may need this inspiration or information that we shared. And to get our newest book, The Ultimate Green Witch Garden Planner, you can check it out on Amazon or on our website, cultivatingguts.com, or in our Etsy store, Lily and the Green Witch. We also have all of our Little Witches Moon Garden School classes for 2023 planned and open for registration. You can buy them in singles for $50 a class. You can buy them in bundles where you purchase a quarter at a time, or you can buy the whole year, every single class for a limited time only for $350, which is, I will say, a steal. I should not be saying that. Leverage this opportunity because you're saving over $200 to send your class once a month to nature school. It is a garden school. It is a moon garden biodynamic way of living that they will learn along with journals on monographs of herbs, medicinal properties, herbal properties, herbal identification, soil composition. I actually decided I'm going to let them each build their own mini raised bed. So that will happen. And for that cost that you're paying for their class, it includes all their supplies. It includes their field journals. It includes their They have enamel mugs that they use for their beverages and snacks every course. It's going to include the wood for their raised bed. It includes their soil, their seeds, and so much more with all of the crafts that we do during our witchcraft time. It includes interactions with the rabbits. We actually just got a turtle, if you haven't heard, and the chickens. Uh, They're going to learn about chicken care, flower identification, and so much more. If you're interested in bringing one of your groups, whether it's a Girl Scout group or another group over for a special class, reach out to me at tiffany at cultivatingguts.com and we can talk about doing a private uh, Little Witches Moon Gardening School class for your special group. Maybe it's, you know, Girl Scouts, maybe it's a youth group. I don't know. But we can talk about that. But again, you can sign up for those. We'll drop the link in the show notes down below. And I would sign up for the whole year if you can make it. If you are not in Chicagoland, but you're less than an hour and a half away, the class lasts for two and a half hours. I would say drive the hour. Go drop your kid off. Stay if you want. Go to Starbucks if you want. Go do whatever you need to as a parent and let your child learn life skills, gardening, farming, and so much more. <clears throat> so to get all those details, you can head over to www.cultivatingguts.com. And if you've ever wanted to start gardening at all, any type of gardening, 
Everything you need is on our website, cultivatingguts.com, and you'll find everything you need to get growing and helping your gut with your own garden.